I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Don't you always want to hear it right from the horse's mouth? I certainly do. I want the best and the brightest minds in the industry to tell me about it. Yeah, tell me about it is my latest podcast since I come across so many interesting people in the industry. Some of my favorite students, they ask me if I can speak to some really intelligent and well-known people on hot and trending topics. You know, like content, influencers, health, branding, entrepreneurship and more. Who am I to quiz the best and brightest, you ask? Hmm. Well, I am Siddharth Deshmukh, also known as the Traveling Professor. Maybe you've heard me before somewhere. Yeah, I teach across various institutes. Join me and new experts every week over two parts where we dissect these topics and try to make sense of them. Hopefully, learn something about it when they tell me about it. This podcast is an HT Smartcast original and is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Ashton, yeah. let me top this with asking Ashton an even tougher question, right? We've talked of the social media pressure. Now, Ashton, you and I are actually kind of in social media and, and doing a lot of work, uh, which is kind of in, in digital, right? I mean, we run yeah. pod, you run podcasts and uh, stuff like that. Now, every here's the question. Everyone keeps uploading their achievements on LinkedIn, which builds a sense of mental pressure. And we feel like, uh, you know, a waste. Internally, you're feeling like a waste completely. Everyone's doing personal branding and I'm like getting fucked over. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with something like that? You never put up your own worst moments, right? So it is something that you have to learn that nobody's ever going to put up the worst moments. It is unfortunately a reality because so many of us are growing up with um, with issues about hating ourselves, thinking that we are not enough. And this mm. boils down to this I am not enough thought, which has always yeah. existed as human beings, but now is being amplified when we see people like this. Um, yeah. The way that I see it is you have to be very, very particular about who you follow. And right. um, so very often what I do is I go through my Instagram and read out people. Does yeah. this account make me feel good or make me feel worse? Out. Does this person make me feel good or make me feel worse? Out. It's a very because, <laughs> yeah, because you I'm have just, to protect Ashton, yourself. Ashton, I'm Yo. just curious. What are the kind of people that make you feel worse? That's a good so, question. Undue pressure, for example, one. There are people who are constantly putting up things about the news. So I think reading the news is something that is um, causing yeah. a lot of damage, right? Got it's it. just too Got much it. of Makes that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there is, some, there is something where like you get fatigue from being compassionate, right? So one of the podcasts was called Compassion Fatigue. And yeah. how many things can you be concerned about in life? Make two <laughs> things, make three things your topic. Bus, yeah. Beyond that, what are you going to be... 
going after i'm so telling that you, is the way you that you weed it out <laughs> I'm telling you, sir. You, my timeline is the most most fractured because half of my people are academics, half of them are industry guys. So it's like the right right wing meets the left wing on my timeline. <laughs> I, I go completely mad. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but, but that, that's a real question. <laughs> okay. No, I'm sure you're you're way better off because not too many academics. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, Ashdin. There's somebody who's actually saying, "Hey, where is Ashdin?" Okay, uh, can we? Can you ask uh, Ashden to sh- uh, show his beautiful farm or something like that? So the, you know, <laughs> that, that's a wonderful thing. Maybe we can use it as part of our blooper or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's, here's yeah. Oh, it started. Your Wi-Fi holds up. Fingers crossed. I don't know. Right Fingers crossed. Fing- <laughs> Bo- okay. All right. So here's a question. Shall I do? Hmm. Again, uh-huh. back to you, right? I'm asking you this one. What habit should a student build who is from a top B school, who has invested 20 law, lakhs, but his job is bloody uncertain, especially in these COVID times? Okay, how do you? What is one asan that you can give to change his state of mind? Ah, it's 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 not really an asana. It's easier said than done. But this again is 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 a very practical solution. Mm-hmm. I'll ask him to sit in a corner and mm-hmm. count the number of breaths that he takes in a minute. That's interesting. If it is an average human being takes between 15 to 18 breaths in a second, second mid minute in, in 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 a minute and yeah. if he's as as stressed as as he sounds, mm. chances are it'll cross 20, which is mm. not a good thing. Mm. So I'll ask him to keep sitting in that corner three times four times a day for 2 minutes mm-hmm. each. Mm-hmm. and count his breaths and get it down to less than 10 that is interesting you know i was uh, actually shaidu just uh, as an aside i was uh, reading on huberman uh, there's a guy who's uh, done a lot of work on in breathing as in you too it's it's fascinating to know how neuroscience is actually honing into the science of breathing we've all heard of wim hof and and the rest of it but it is really interesting to know that there's so many neuroscientists who are getting into breathing and using it as a as a not just an offline intervention technique but like as you suggested an online intervention technique to actually change your state of mind which is brilliant mm-hmm. as as then you have any tips for changing state of mind while being in the moment when you're stressed out breathing for sure so there are tons of breathing techniques for example the box breath is a lovely technique yeah. yes yeah um, no any anything but, which which can go beyond breathing as well i mean uh, if since you talked of breathing it will be great if you can bring in something else in you know, a contextual yeah. or whatever sure um looking at a point in infinity okay so for example you hmm. get, look out of a window and look as far away as you can Right. and you will notice after a while the world around you fades away two things happen you lose a sense of self in that and mm-hmm. every aspect of the world starts feeling like it's a part of you so okay. have you been to africa and have you gone to the gorongoro crater i have it's, not it's, i want to bucket list it's it's mind blowing so the same thing mm. happens when you stand on a mountain in the himalayas you stand mm. there and you just see vastness mm. you see mm. nothing up close the mm. problem is when we live our life up close we feel everything is about us mm. when we see something so far away an mm. aspect of our ego disappears mm. so these are very very powerful you know techniques mm. that you can use just to very quickly change your mind space mm. 
Okay, so uh, what I'm understanding from both things, I mean, whether I'm doing the breathing thing or whether I'm doing the staring into space or infinity thing, uh, what I'm getting is a different perspective. And and I think the, the common underlying pattern that I'm seeing is there are some techniques, there are some ways in which you can actually get a different perspective on, on the same situation, whether it's through calming yourself down and therefore expanding time or whether it's yeah. looking at space and looking at infinity. That's brilliant, actually. Uh, it, I'm, I'm sure a lot of this would be useful for the younger guys. But I'm still a little not unco- see, unconvinced because because after you uh, for for the, these guys, right? So if I meet mm-hmm. about 10 people, and maybe that's my bias speaking, if I meet 10 of these guys uh, as students or young working professionals, they have terrible habits. They just have yeah. the worst habits ever. And I know, know that they are in a situation wherein they have fed it into themselves that they are, you know, um, they have to live like that. So if you have to say one thing, one thing that will help them, would it still be your optimizing argument? And if it is your optimizing argument, what would you say it as? I just want to bring closure to that. The way I would look at it is you aren't going to force them into change. You can't mm. force people into Yeah. Even when I work with uh, people, so I work with a lot of college kids as well, mm-hmm. but not if their mother comes and tells me to work with them. <laughs> I work with them if they come and say that, listen, I need this. I need mm. this aspect of me to mm. work properly. Mm. I can't mm. function like this anymore. My mind is all over the place. Yeah. I will then come and work with you. But not if some, if, if a mother comes in somebody else. Because you can't force somebody into it. It's mm. part of their journey that they have to go through. Right? We, we can see that the habits are off. But they mm. can't see it because the inside. So mm. till they realize that there's some, something better in store, they're going to continue in that process. So my thing is, you can't force that aspect of it. It is a part of the journey that they have to go through. Uh, that's an interesting take. So basically, what you're saying is that the student, when the student is ready, the master will appear. <laughs> the, 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 almost, yeah, Al- it, it, almost. It, it, but like when the student is ready, at least right? yeah. so the master appears because you start searching. Yeah, I think, I think that's a very habit coach. Yeah, sorry, sorry good the podcast has a lot of uh, students listening in, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that would be the case. So a lot mm. of the questions are around these bad habits. How mm. do I stop mm. smoking? How do mm. I stop porn? How do I get out of this and actually start studying? Mm. The kinds of questions that I get often. And mm. uh, once that realization takes place, okay, this is the thing I need to change. Now I'll yeah. figure out what to change. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Shaju, you, you were saying something? Yeah, I, I was saying that's that's actually what Ashton makes is a very important point. Because when you're a student, there's a sense of immortality that nothing mm. can ever go wrong. Correct. To kind, of, kind of shake that is well nigh impossible. Uh, even I have my all my sessions are in the morning. I don't have sessions in the afternoon. So if you want to, you have to wake up. At, even when I went on campus, you know, mm. the faculty were shocked when I said that my sessions start at 7 o'clock. Who's going to wake up? But the faculty people did. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, and even within students, we, we give them very little credit. And when Ashton mentions that he has students, I'm not surprised because there are seekers even within students. Mm. You know, and for all uh, the vilifying that we do uh, of, of, of the internet, the internet also makes available guys like you who are available for people who want to seek, mm. right? So it's mm. it's opened up all kinds of possibilities, but those numbers mm. are few right now, mm. but I'm very, very hopeful. And I think that is growing much, much more significantly than we believe it is right now. Both of you believe that uh, you have to be a morning person? 
sorry, it's a direct question, but I just want to figure out uh, from both of you, Ashden, what do you think of, because you talked of circadian rhythms and, and since Shaiju says, you know, morning, uh, and what are the benefits? Uh, so, Ashden, to go first. So, um, I find myself the most productive in the morning. So, I finish mm -hmm. all my work by 9 o'clock and then it's right. party time for me, uh, 9 right. o'clock in the morning. But right. um, the way that it works for other people is that if you go by the circadian clock, you mm. can have people who work and function best from 12 in the night to 3 in the morning. Right? That's true. Yeah. And, okay. they, and there are people like that. And forcing people into a certain working time frame doesn't make sense at that point of time. It's just that the majority, 60%, work best from the 8 or 9 o'clock onwards till your 5 o'clock, which is why that has become the norm. But so there are people who... Mm. I don't mm. force people to wake up at 4. Okay, all right. Shaju, your point? I um, actually disagree with Ashton on that. I okay. think human, humans are not nocturnal beings. We never <laughs> were. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and so you, you, were, you were very nocturnal in my comment. I you was. Were... I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, the, 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 the thing, Sid, is that, uh, and it, it goes back to the circadian uh, okay. rhythm, right? It wasn't until the invention of electricity and light that people began to work uh, at night. But otherwise, mm. humans always rose with the sun and, and went to sleep uh, with the sun. And therefore, you're conditioned to be mm. most productive when the sun is out. Mm. You might convince yourself otherwise, and we're all creatures of habit. Mm. You end up being what you want to be at the end of the day. But it is counterproductive in the long run. Mm. That's that's an interesting point of view. I wonder if both of you have seen a movie called uh, Insomniac. I think it stars Al Pacino, and it's a crazy ass movie. It's it's set in Alaska, and uh, it's in it's when you know the sun almost never sets, and it's it just has a crazy impact. Just just a recommendation. Okay, question for Ashden: Is it too late to start a fitness journey? Body shaming makes me feel even more averse to picking up a workout. Uh, any way to break the cycle of laziness and start? So the most important thing is first get out of the habit of calling yourself fat or whatever mm. that you are calling yourself and relating your identity to it. If oh, you start sorry, calling, somebody, calling yourself, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. If you calling, if you start calling yourself, I am the person who's on a fitness journey. Then this mm. starts making sense in your mind, saying that okay, now I need to start improving the way that I eat, maybe, mm. and this now mm. I need to start improving the way that I move. And mm. Honestly, you don't have to spend an hour or two in the gym to exercise. The exercise habit starts by putting on your shoes and putting on your workout clothes. And then make it a 4-minute workout. Make it a 10-minute mm -hmm. workout. And slowly start creating your journey that way. Instead of shaming yourself saying that, you know, I'm like this only. Or mm -hmm. people are telling me like I'm, I'm like this only. Okay. The, the moment you start creating that identity shift and you start putting in at least one or two mm -hmm. such habits in your life, it starts taking a different trajectory altogether. Wonderful. Okay, that, that's good. So start small is what I'm hearing from you and, and kind of build it up from there. Question for Shaiju. A solution for people who are continuously having backaches and constant headaches because of sitting on laptops for long. Is there anything that you would recommend from an... Yeah, so, so sitting for um, uh, long periods of time ends up compressing the spine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you uh, uh, yeah. The, the, the base of your spine. Yeah. So there are specific exercises that, that you can do uh, sure. to kind of um, elongate your spine. Like in yoga, there's a fantastic uh, asana called the Paschimottanasana. It's a, it's a forward bend. It's a sitting forward bend. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's not something that you, you will be able to do when you're um, in office. 
but in office if you actually have a chair you place mm-hmm. your chair uh, in 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 front of you and and get maybe about 4 feet away from the chair 5 feet away from the chair and gently bend down to touch the chair while you know slightly folding your knees because you need to be careful that the, uh, that it, you don't overdo it okay mm-hmm. so there are small gentle stretching exercises that kind of can be done and it it is very very important especially for those who are sitting all the time um and and usually you know spinal compression back problems happen as a result of uh weak hip flexors uh-huh. you know so also working on your is is something that uh-huh. very very few of us do especially after we've got western toilets uh in india yeah right? the original uh-huh. indian toilets were fantastic for opening up of of, of the, the hips yeah. which are actually meant to take the body's weight they're meant to be weight bearing not the back uh-huh. you know so these little shifts in 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 our behaviors have resulted in in all these adding up to us uh, the problem that we have today that is that is that is pretty interesting ashton question for you on on top of what what chaju is saying um so i want to know what point do you genuinely feel that you kind of changed your equation with yourself because for a habit coach i guess you have to change your equation with yourself right and i asked that question for chaju but i didn't ask you so i just wanted to close that loop on that question when did you actually become a habit coach mentally so it, it happened when i so i was extremely overweight and unhealthy and okay. uh, very like i was telling you i would sleep about 3 hours a night mm. maybe and on mm. one particular day i don't think i slept for 48 hours we were getting a presentation ready and i collapsed on the floor right. you know sweat sweat mm. sweat 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 mm. i had nice tummy at the time and i had no mm. idea what was going going on in my life health had not even occurred to me so mm. there was unfortunately like this that took place mm-hmm. and being the typical type a person that i was i said that next goal is get a six pack so mm. it was an aesthetic goal that started this off as a journey for me and the next year when i i lost my fat got a six pack i realized how easy this is and why are not more people why are more people not doing this and on that journey i had to be exercise plus nutrition plus sleep plus de-stressing plus water breathing all those things had to work together for you to get to that point mm-hmm. so once that happened and people started coming to me for advice what do i do now and i got so deep into it that all the books i was reading was only about it that's i think when an identity shift happened and my mm-hmm. goal was never to be a fit person it was i should never be afraid of my body again so oh. if tomorrow you tell me go climb this mountain sure hmm. aram se uh-huh. never be fearful of my body and that was the thought that led me through it after this whole six pack cold diet down that that is so what you're saying is the the way in which you are it changed because a you wanted to be aesthetically look good that was the trigger point did you see yourself evolve as a person uh, did you see actually something fundamentally changed within you and the question is for shaju as well uh, you can answer this uh, after do, do you think because you've embraced this identity or part of your identity whatever did you change fundamentally as a person uh, you know uh, than what you were say obviously everyone changes with time but this is a very specific shift in, into a healthier lifestyle or even habits as as it says any one of you can go first do you want to take it first sure um i don't think so uh, sid it's not as if i'm devoid of all the quote unquote bad habits that i had hmm. uh yeah you I'm, i'm never 
I, I've never really overdone anything uh, even before this. You know, mm. uh, everything in moderation. Yeah, in- including uh, and, and, yeah, yeah what, whatever it is, uh, yeah. right? And and you know when to when to take your foot off the pedal. Yeah. So is there a yeah. shift? I think I'm 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 more chill than I used to be. I think if that was possible, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> As in, how about you? I see a big, big, big change. I don't recognize the person I was before. So yeah, it yeah. was coming off from a place of extremely low self-confidence mm-hmm. to a place of becoming confident and allowing that to grow. So I would normally never talk to people or shy away to becoming very, very social because I now had a message. I had mm. something to share. So That's my cool. identity shift was so dramatic that I honestly wouldn't recognize myself because uh, like what I was six years ago. Yeah, you know what I like about this conversation is that we are getting diametrically different points of views at some point in time, but they are both making sense to me as, as a listener, right? So it's 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 awesome because it's, it, this is making making it very layered. So here's a couple of questions, Shaiju. Here, I don't know whether you can answer it. I don't know whether you're a vegetarian or non-vegetarian, but I am a vegetarian. Can you recommend an eating routine at home which will provide me a balanced diet and keep me fit? Okay, what do you say? Any any one of you can. And by the way, as then question for you, can you recommend a workout channel or a routine for a beginner? Sure. So the 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 food one is interesting. Um, basically, look at your plate and make sure that about forty five percent of it is filled with vegetables. Make hmm. sure that twenty percent of it is filled with your carbohydrates in terms of your roti, etc. It can become twenty to ten percent, but not hmm. more than that. And the remaining is your protein, which are your dals and rajma. The okay. best way for a vegetarian to get their proteins in is to mix their dals with their rice, because the dals have a certain amount of amino acids, and the rice have the other that are essential in it. So that combination gives you the complete protein profile. So in okay. a very brief nutshell. I know this is not about nutrition, so that's the way that I would approach. Thank you. Since I, yeah. I, I have um, a couple of things. Right, the eating is a function of three things. Right, it's it's what you eat, how much you eat, when you eat. Correct. What you eat. I mean, if you're cooking, you have a certain amount of control over it. But then it gets into so many technicalities. You get into proteins, carbohydrates, <laughs> amino acids. Big, big pain in the ass. V, V. Yeah. Now, how, how much you eat is something that you can kind of control. In in yoga, yeah. they say you fill half your stomach with food, half uh, uh, a quarter uh, with water, and a quarter with air, nice. irrespective of what you kind of eat. I think most Indian households have a reasonably balanced diet. Mm-hmm. What you can definitely control is when you eat it. So there's mm-hmm. this whole intermittent fasting thing that's kind of come in, uh, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When you don't mm-hmm. really need to eat as much as you think you need to eat. Mm-hmm. So if you actually reduce the the intervals of your eating, mm-hmm. you eat in an eight-hour interval. Eat whatever the hell you want, mm-hmm. whatever you want in those eight hours, and then mm-hmm. fast for sixteen hours. Mm-hmm. It'll serve you. It'll, it'll stand you in good stead. That's pretty interesting, actually. I, I've never tried. Fasting myself, but I have heard a lot of very positive things. Oh, it's, it's very yeah. difficult to start off Fasting with, but once you pop. get into it, yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's one of the more important things that anyone can do if you're chasing good health. Hmm. Wow! So like, okay. When we came to the farm here, we we realized that we thought it was a holiday, so we were eating breakfast, post breakfast, pre lunch, lunch. So it was just night. Yeah. Now we finally got in on to a fasting routine where we don't eat for 18 hours. So 2 right. o'clock is our meal and then and 7 o'clock is the next meal and after that Correct. we don't eat at all. 
it's Correct. been perfect for all of us parents and me it's just been brilliant hmm interesting okay i had promised you a googly question so i'm going to for that before that yeah. i just got yeah. a message said i just got a message of admonishment from a teacher of mine uh, in yoga about how what to do for the spine apparently hmm. i gave a, a a very complex answer when something is as simple as if you're sitting on your chair at work lean forward rest your stomach and chest on your thighs and put your head down so that the, your blood rushes down and your spine gets elongated oh that's nice. hold it there for a minute take about four or five deep breaths do it once in an hour brilliant hey shout out to your teacher thank, thank you, you so much <laughs> shout out to your teacher this is wonderful this is the way in which we we want to do this absolutely all right so here's my googly to both of you because we are nearing the end of our time uh, together so the googly is uh, for shaju uh, and and you have to explain why okay so that and and the googly for ashdin so ashdin uh, the googly is which habit do you struggle with okay and why and what do you want to do and shaju obviously which asana do you struggle with and why and what are you doing to 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 sort it out um you know i don't um, really struggle with 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 anything again it goes back to the chilled out learning in yoga right in yoga you don't expect anything to happen to you you make it happen i mean you don't make you don't work too hard to make it happen it will happen to you i for example must be the one who's taken the longest in history to get into a headstand it took me 5 years and oh. i practice for about an hour and a half every day it took me 5 years to get into the headstand well very frightened were you frightened of the headstand no no, no 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 okay. the, the first thing you break is i i've fallen about 5000 times you learn to fall first but yeah, i okay. fell i fell i fell but that's not the point right is that a struggle no it it's not i mean you can look at it as a struggle but then as part of the learning now i can now i i can do a headstand here and fall and people next to me won't even know that i've fallen i'm yeah. actually fall like a cat you know what i mean so you yeah. also learn learn in 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 that process so uh there's really no struggle in yoga you only do what you are capable of doing and i think there's a great life lesson in that as well wonderful now that's a that's such a multi-layered answer yeah shaju you also got out, got away from it <laughs> <laughs> but good one and what about what about ashdin what do you think my the, the habit i struggle with the most is getting rid of my phone so i too mm. am a phone addict mm. and uh, creating that is the diffi- most difficult one for me which is why i probably have the most number of habits associated with getting rid of the phone <laughs> because i tried every single thing that i can possibly try yeah and uh, and then slowly slowly making peace with it is the only aspect so now what do you think is relatively worked for you what do you think is relatively worked for you more <clears throat> so outsourcing as much of the phone usage as i can so getting a social media person to handle as much tangent as possible that was mm-hmm. one and the second is not picking up the phone in the morning and putting the phone away at night that's that's really interesting what 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 i tend to do is when i'm going to go for a workout or whatever mm-hmm. um i think it's just uh, i just keep the phone away very very far away and so for example i i just force myself to have times when i don't have a phone and i'm working out for example and yeah. and that, that tends to Okay so here's the question that uh, the colosseum team is saying uh, ask each other a question you've obviously shared uh, you know uh, different points of view some concurring point of view so shaju if there was one question you wanted to ask ashdin and if ashdin wanted to ask a question shaju what would they so let me uh, what what are the biggest habits that people want to change what is the biggest thing 
the country today going by the subset of the people that you coach Ashwin? I think the biggest um, it's a it's a very very layered question because it depends on which aspect of their life. But I think one of the biggest problems is with regards to food and the way food is being consumed right now. Um, mm. We are very quickly moving towards a junk food world, and we're moving towards the American diet instead of the Indian diet. So mm-hmm. I'm seeing that as a big, big, big struggle coming up, um, okay. and moving people away from that is going to be something that's going to be a challenge for sure. That's interesting. Well, Ashwin, your turn now. For for you, was yoga first a physical journey or a spiritual journey? What 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 triggered it off for you? Uh, when I got into yoga, I had no clue. Like I went straight for a te- teacher's training course, mm. so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what hit me, mm. uh, but what it did to me physically was mm. what uh, got me onto it in the first place. Because I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't touch my ankles with my toes. You know, mm. when I when I entered the course, but when I got out of it, I could stand on my palms. Uh, you know, and I didn't think that was possible at all. So that opened up uh, so many eventualities, uh, mm. I mean, possibilities uh, for me. Then I went and did an advanced teacher's training course, which is when the spiritual aspect kind of kicked in. That was a good two years after I actually got into yoga. Okay, interesting. That's interesting. Physical first, and and then then the spiritual bit. Guys, yeah, but, it, but in everything I teach, I I completely de-emphasize the physical. The physical is only a means to an end. I completely de-emphasize. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, so you're not teaching the way in which you learned. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> that's interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's good. Actually, that's good in a way. Uh, hey, guys, six o'clock. We've reached our time limit. I think we must have uh, expanded attention spans uh, <laughs> of people. But thank you so much. It 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 was brilliant talking to both of you. Uh, if I've uh, uh, upset anybody or ruffled any feathers I apologize, mistake all mine uh, I think uh, you will uh, find yourself a lot of new fans both of you Ashden and Shaiju uh, and, and for all the wonderful work that you're doing, thank you so much uh, we are going to thank shut you. the live session now do stay on there because uh, the Colosseum team would also like to say a goodbye yeah. thank you so much, thank you Thanks. Right. thank you so very much yeah. Wow, that was a good one, right? More of where that came from soon. Want to reach out to me? I'm Siddharth Deshmukh and I'm the traveling professor on Instagram. You'll find the funny side of me there. And on LinkedIn, I'm a little bit more serious, but I'm still the traveling professor. To give us feedback, you can reach out to us on HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube, the usual suspects. To listen to more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno naye se. And join me in the journey. Onward ho! This was an HT Smartcast original. HT Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. 
from Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.